Samgele. Hey man, fan. I watch that thing so many times, you know, and I must encourage my listeners to watch it there on YouTube, on SABC and News' YouTube channel or on SABC 404. It's on rotation there. But, um, I mean, it looked like two schoolboys who are all trying to get some space and effectively we're also dealing with the, probably the most industrialized you know, a geographic space in the country. Huh? What's happening here? Essentially, Abonga, this was a tit-for-tat between Gwenbaloi and Solim Simanga, which clearly showed and proven that <clears throat> the current coalition arrangements within Hoteng municipalities and metro municipalities in particular, there is no core arrangement, and it's all about exchanging of positions and sharing of power rather than giving services to the people and the residents of these mm. various municipalities. It speaks about political immaturity on coalition governments, and particularly in, co- in, par- in coalition partners within these coalition governments, particularly with the DA coalition crumbling, and with the DA showing no clear plan in keeping these uh, coalition governments in place and getting an outright majority as opposed to the outright majority that they have currently in China, but in Johannesburg, in the city of Fikuleni, in Mohali City, and all of the other Gauteng municipalities, they are seeing a deterioration of uh, coalition arrangements, particularly in Johannesburg and in the city of Fikuleni, looking at the tit-for-tat between Boganibaloi and Solim Simanga. Clearly, Boganibaloi was clear that they don't have an arrangement with the DA when it comes to the mayoral position in Fikuleni, and they were going to fill their own candidate, Moseki, which speaks about the political immaturity within these parties and mm. how all of them just want a slice of the cake and order to have these cushy positions, which will allow them access to the coffers of these residents. Just for the benefit of some of our listeners who might not be aware, uh, especially in Kuruleni, there was a big expectation waking up today. If anybody listened to the news bulletins, there was an explicit expectation that um, Zwandile Masina, former mayor of Kuruleni, former deputy minister of uh, trade and industry, um, would have been in the pound seat as the mayor. Uh, and effectively, Tanya Campbell exiting stage left would have cleared the way for an ANC mayor. Why did that not happen? I wonder. It baffles me how some political journalists, particularly may think, or journalists may think, and Zandile Masina would have made a political comeback. That was a pipe dream. It was never going to happen because the negotiations were clear from the onset. The ANC in Gauteng, the PEC, was against the motion of no confidence being put in Ekuruleni mm. because the coalition discussions with the EFF at the time they said once they are done with Johannesburg, they are then moving to Tswan. From Tswane, they are then moving to Ekuruleni. The REC in Ekuruleni jumped the gun mm. and put in a motion of no confidence against the mayor. Thankfully for them, it was accepted, but Regretfully for the PEC in the province of the ANC, that was accepted. But through the grace of God for the EFF, that motion went through and then presented the EFF with a situation where they could hold the ANC at ransom, in a way, if one can put it like that, in the negotiations for these metros. Because it then put the ANC on the back foot with the EFF saying, you give us a Puruleni to govern on our own, and we give you Johannesburg. If you don't give us a Kuruleni to govern on our own, 
you are no longer here in Johannesburg. So essentially the motion in Ekurleni has messed up the ANC's plan of a coalition restructure, which would include the Economic Freedom Fighters and Action SA, mm. which now means the negotiations this morning broke down on the verge that Mzandi Lamasina was not willing to back down, despite the ANC PEC resolution that they are going to be supporting any candidate that comes from the EFF or from the Super 7 smaller parties. Mm. It then had to happen that the ANC's provincial leadership had to negotiate on a few days. Samgela, if this was just musical chairs in the legislative arm of the local authorities, which is just the you know, um, I guess the the people who are sitting in council uh, or even in the executive, uh, the political authorities and even the administrators with no implication on service delivery, then we would say, okay, it's just nice to watch. It looks like a soapy. But there are implications of all of this for municipal processes, passing of IDPs, passing of budgets, adoption of particular you know, policies, credit control policies and so on. All of the issues that have led to flare-ups as we've seen in places like Tembisa in the case of Ekuruleni. What is the implication of all of this? We heard there's an emergency sitting of council coming uh, that might come a bit earlier than the uh, a meeting expected to sit towards the end of November. What is the implication of us going to Christmas with all of this flux and fluidity and unresolved issues? In, in essence, it means that the political representatives are not taking rate payers seriously. It essentially means that Councillors who are elected through whether directly as ward councillors or through PR councillors of political parties, it's all about serving the party mandate and not serving the interests of the ratepayers of these municipalities. You look at what's happening in Johannesburg, the tit for tat between Executive Mayor Mpo Palazzi and those who support Dada Murera of the African National Congress, those who support mm. Colin Makubela of a Congress of the People which is failing to cope, it essentially tells you that all of these political deployees in these councils are on out for themselves and the cushy positions that they get themselves into with the nice cozy salaries and perks that come with them. And they are less concerned about rate payers and how these municipalities are, are effectively governed. There is no single party that has clearly come out to say this is our recovery plan for the city of Ekurileni's dire financial situation. This is our plan to eradicate informal settlements in the city of Ekurileni or in the city of Johannesburg or in the city of Tswane. This is our plan to make sure that there is local economic development within these various metros. The last time we heard of a clear economic policy or economic framework to grow the economy of Ekurileni was during the tenure of Mondi Kungubele mm. when he spoke about the Aerotropolis uh, plan to grow Ekurileni to be the Aerotropolis Aerotropolis capital of South Africa. So you must say so it fast, Samuel. Uh, all of those parties that have come into power, it's all a bit, it's all, a, it's, it's about, all a, it's all about, it's all about position. Mm, mm. And you know, I mean, I, I guess whatever many of the politicians might say is their interest in fielding a candidate in order to resume and get continuity and so on. It's quite clear here that um, the fact that nobody has come out with a clear margin of victory in the November local, November 2021 local government elections has created a particular outcome. I was saying now, just before we started our chat, that uh, this is an outcome of two things that might persist into the future. The one is the electorate not giving any one political party a clear mandate to govern. The second one is, absent of any electoral change, um, this really party-heavy system will still continue uh, 
Um, and I guess the more tightly contested the elections become, the more this kind of jostling for space and for positions will continue. Certainly what's going to happen in South African politics, particularly with the electorate, the electorate, as time goes on, as you saw in the 2021 local government elections, the apathy to vote is waning thinner and thinner during as time goes on, particularly with the jobs bloodbath that we're seeing, the high unemployment rate that we're seeing, you look at the lack of apathy to vote, particularly from people within the informal settlements, people from townships, who are not seeing what they're actually voting for due to the deplorable socio-economic conditions that they're facing of the triple challenges of poverty, inequality, coupled with corruption and underdevelopment. It tells you that they have no interest in going out to vote because they perceive politicians to be serving their own interests and not serving the interests of the people at large, particularly when you look at how refuse collection is not properly being collected in townships such as Timbisa. You go to townships such as Umlaz in KwaZulu-Natal, where voters had to jump over refuse in order for them to go and mm. vote with that Devon Waste Tender and how 255 million rands are squandered by the political and business elite. And you look at the deplorable conditions that the people of Soweto find themselves in. The biggest township in South Africa with such rich political history today has areas which has not had electricity in three years. So it tells you that this deplorable state that voters find themselves in, in townships, is continuously going to persist until there is electoral reform in the country. But voters are pretty clear. They are not going to give any party a clear mandate to govern on their own going forward. Hmm. Something has to give at some point. What do you make, Samgela, just as we wrap up, of um, the internal policy, preparatory and other political work to define, one, how how and what form these coalitions must take, but also, two, the tactical positions of the organizations themselves? We haven't seen that really done, I guess, on a very public platform. I mean, the ANC had its own policy conference. The DA has also had its own policy deliberations and released some documents. Uh, and similarly, IFP, you know, ACDP and many others, including the EFF as well. Uh, we certainly haven't heard any of the parties say, look, this is our ideal form. This is how these agreements must take shape. But in addition to that, this is the kind of, you know, mandate that any, uh, you know, uh, representatives of our organization going into these coalitions at whatever level, it might be at a provincial level, it might be at a local level, as we're discussing now, or even come 2024 at a national level. H- have you been hearing any of that? Because I've, I've, certainly if it is out there, I might have missed it. These political parties are all very hypocritical. The EFF spoke about how coalition governments and, and providing services to the people, particularly at a local level, are not driven by any particular ideology and they would work with anyone. Mm. Thus, they voted in DMA and mayors in the 2016 local government elections and in 2021. But on the other hand, you've got the Democratic Alliance through Helen Zilla, that they signed in 2021, mm. that they take the mayors and they give speakers to the smaller parties, they give chairs and various uh, councils to smaller parties, but the limelight goes to the DA and no one else. Mm. And that in itself tells you of the selfishness of these political parties. The ANC is another arrogant organization. They only want to take mayors for themselves, and they want to take key government positions for themselves. It's only now, with the leadership of Banyazul Sufi and T.K. Nguiza, that they are willing to go of the mayoral chain in the Kurleni, but they are also saying, we'll give you this, but we are taking this. 
So it's a give and take, and we are clear about that. But the worst part of it all is that all of these parties, in the various gatherings that they have, mm. whether it be their national policy conference or their national congress or their national conference, they are not deliberating the future of South Africa, which is coalition government. They are not learning from coalition governments such as out in France and other countries to ensure that how and they implement these coalition arrangements, particularly when they look at how, particularly in Europe, coalition governments, I think, they're not learning from that. You've had people like uh, French President Emmanuel Macron coming to South Africa. Mm. They're not taking any lessons from all of these parties and all of these countries that are going through this phase of coalition government. The only thing we are hearing is political rhetoric, a tit-for-tat battles between mm. political parties, a classic case, an example which you mentioned today, the political immaturity, the political yes, bankruptcy yes. that you heard from Solim Simanga and Bongani Baloi to tell you of the political decay that South Africa is currently yeah. facing all across the board and the arrogance of Herman Mashaba of Action SA saying they will only negotiate with one party, not thinking that it's not only about their voters, not only about Action SA voters, not only about DA voters, Freedom Fund voters. It's about the general populace of South Africa, the residents of all of these municipalities who are some believe in the EMC, believe in the EFF, but Political arrogance, ignorance, and political toddlership of these politicians is totally coming out to the fore. It's like they're in student politics. Samgele Masego, I think it's even worse than student politics, my brother. But uh, that's a story for another day. We'll have to leave it here. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Asbong above.